It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, pal, the man, the plan, the one, only, the one and only, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing, just make sure to hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe if you listen to this on any audio listening platform, Apple, Spotify, whatever it may be. Support us. That way we continue to create this content. Now, with that said, happy Thanksgiving to Knicks Nation, to the KJE listeners, to everyone out there. Hope you get your fill of turkey, chicken, whatever you eat. If you're a vegetarian, hope you eat as much vegetarian stuffing there is. John, what's going on, bro? How you doing today? Happy Thanksgiving, oh. man. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you listen to this right now, you've, you're, you're, you're past your Thanksgiving. World Cup is in full throttle. Upsets everywhere. NFL is, I mean, as we are right in the thick of things. Uh, with Thanksgiving games, uh, the playoffs are starting to shape up. And dude, the Knicks are finally playing basketball again. I feel like the Knicks haven't played in a month and a half <laughs> before this uh, Portland game. Uh, we are, of course, as we've been saying from day one, we are 500 as we expected. And I- I'm happy to get this, you know, this Knicks team back on track at home versus Portland. Always a fun game at the Garden. Uh, Dame is out though, right? Dame is out with a calf strain. He'll be reevaluated in one to two weeks. Actually, I just did a preview, uh, with Tory Jones for Knicks Fan TV. It just dropped on Wednesday night at 10 PM. Very good conversation. So if you want to go check that out and get some in depth nuance on how the Blazer fans feel about their team this season, just overall thoughts on their current players and whatnot, make sure to go check that out. And we also break down the game as well. Um, but yeah, man, we got them playing. We got, it's always a good, it's always good when we play, uh, the Blazers, right? It's always a, it's always a, it's usually a good matchup. Um, unless you're talking about last season where we were up and then we decided to just fall by. But they're all fun games. Points. Yeah. They're all fun games. And, you know, the Knicks right now, I feel like are uh, such an up and down season, whether it's with the rotation style. Uh, because certain positions are like, we're really like, you know, trying to figure it out on, on the spot. Mitch is back, but he's on this limited stuff. Grimes is back. He was on this limited stuff. D Rose is getting uh, a spot minutes here and there. All of a sudden they're starting to figure it out. They're kind of winning the games that they should, right? I mean, after that embarrassing OKC loss, like, like we both talked about, they actually beat Utah in Utah, like one of the best, one of the best teams in the NBA right now. Uh, regardless of how you want to shape the conversation, mm-hmm. uh, they beat Denver in Denver. That it's like, it hasn't happened since Zach Crawford, a lucky miracle half court turnover three pointer. Uh, and the Joker was out. So we should have won that game. We did win that game. Obviously we're not being Golden State. Obviously we're not being Phoenix. Then we came back and we exercised some demons in OKC. You know, like you were worried about and, and we, we, you know, we're, we're good to go. Brunson dropping 34, you know, like showing, showing everybody that he's worthy. And so the Knicks are figuring it out. But dude, this news about the IQ and the D Rose trade, like 
What what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think do you think that that's a, a locker room issue first of all, and then second of all, what are your thoughts on that, man? IQ and D Rose, like D Rose, I understand, but IQ for for a pick, I don't know about that, dude. That I had a whole six minute <laughs> conversation on Knicks fan TV once. Once again, go back and listen to that because when I hear that, man, it just. It irritates me. Like you said, like Derek Rose, I can understand, even though I know people are so quick to get rid of veterans to let all the kids play. And I trust me, I am one of those guys to say, let's see what we got in the youth. We got to do some talent evaluation. But Derek Rose is our only other legitimate point guard on this team. I don't know if Miles McBride is ready to take on that role. If you do that, you're putting quickly in a different position then. You know, I, I think over time, if quickly learns that, that's fine. But quickly right now, we need another shooter and a guard that's going to be willing to attack consistently and relentlessly, even though he's been struggling the last couple of games. He had a really good outing against OKC, and he had 18 off the bench, shot four for five from downtown, had a really good efficient night. But trading Emmanuel quickly for a first-round pick, and we don't even know what that... That just sounds stupid, dude. Like In all honesty, like I get wanting to reset rookie contracts, but why, why trade him... We don't know fully what he can be on this team. And then we already have 11 first round picks. So now you're going to, you're going to have to use a first round pick at some point. So you're going to go from, if you think about it, you go from 10 to 11, then you get that one. If you trade for quickly, you get back to 11 again. So like, what, what are we doing here? And what's the protections on those picks? What are we getting? What's the value? What are we doing as a team, man? If we start doing that, wait, what what are we actually doing? Do not, Alex. Do not sit here and tell me what are the protections on the pick. I don't want to have that conversation right now. Like we are, we are just what feels like twenty four hours behind. I know it was months ago, but it feels like twenty four hours ago. We're talking about how many protected picks can we trade? What's worth it to who? And and just we just got we look like idiots, right? Like we 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 offered all our picks, and they were the other teams didn't value it like we did. Now we're trying to trade a player who's actually good that we know and other teams obviously recognize. And then we're getting another protected pick. Alex, please, I can't. I cannot have that. But- and at, at this at this point, we can't have Evan Fournier not be playing at all. Grimes, I mean, when he plays, he's amazing. But, I mean, I, I guess he's... Injury prone, I would say right now. Yeah, no, he, he gets the he, he gets the injury prone label. I mean, look, he's missed <laughs> yeah. he's missed a lot of time, man. You know, he didn't get to play a lot last season. So, and he missed the beginning of this season. Although, we did that get that report from Steve Popper that he was good for about two weeks now, and that I, it's very weird. I know, it's very I know. weird, man. It's very weird. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't. Right, so, so if Grimes is hurt again, or he's limited, or whatever it is, situation. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the, what's the use of trading IQ? Unless, honestly, unless we're tanking, then Nick's Twitter could be hyped. You know what I mean? They could, they could get on their high horse. Everything will be, go just as they planned. We'll tank for Wimbayama. We'll, we'll fire Tibbs because he's not going to go through a rebuild and we'll just start over. Like that's what IQ signals. You know what I mean? For me, D Rose doesn't signal that. Honestly, a D Rose trade signals the opposite, where it's kind of like the Knicks are really trying to uh play the 
play the rookies or the, the young guys. There's no really rookies on this team, but we're, and we're trying to win now. You know what yeah. I mean? D Rose, I, I know he's a veteran, but like, I don't know if you're really trying to win now. If D Rose is playing, you know what I mean? Like big 20, 25 minutes. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Do you think, do you think if we trade IQ, the season's over or am I overreacting? I don't think it's, I don't think you're overreacting. Um, I don't think you're overreacting with that. Um, but the, with, um, with trading IQ and when you start thinking of like what you get in return, to me, it's this roster is, it's congested. Like w- let's keep it a buck, right? We know this roster is congested. Not everyone can play. And we, you know, we talk about Sims. We talk about Grimes. We like Hartenstein, even though he's, he, he's not great on defense, but he gives you some offensive ability, right? We talk about Obi Toppin needing minutes. We got Julius Randle here. You know, th- we got rid of the Evan Fournier situation, but now we open up at a whole other issue with Cam Reddish, Quentin Grimes, Manuel quickly. Now Deuce McBride's getting in here. And you're like, Oh, well, you know, we got some Deuce minutes here and he's playing some really good defense. Maybe we could use him, especially for on ball, you know, considering that our defense does need to take an uptick since our offense not there. You got RJ, you got all these other guys. And you're like, Bro, we have too many dudes on this team that need minutes. And it's like your favorite saying, when you get, when you have, when you have two quarterbacks, you have none. When you have a lot of role players, what do you got? (laughs) You got nothing, man. And it's, it's, it's like, it's like depth is cool when you can go to that in the playoffs. But when you have to figure out a rotation and there's guys who are, who are deserving in minutes. All these guys are deserving of minutes, you know? It's just, for Tibbs, it's very difficult to figure that out. And I think you put a lot of pressure on him where we all look at Tibbs like, why didn't you go to this guy? Where didn't you go to that guy? And he's like, look, guys, I got a crazy-ass roster. I'm try- trying to figure out who can get into rhythm and who fits where. And now he's shortened it down to nine. Like, what? I don't know, man. Like, honestly, well, listen, he's been, flexible. Thought about, he's been the flexible. Thought about, the thought about trading Emmanuel quickly when he's been good for us and having instant offense off the bench on a bad team. He's he's never been on, he's never been in a good rotation ever except for that four. We made the four seed, but you know, yeah, but like him personally, you know what I mean? Him like specifically, like when he's on the court, like he's he's usually the second unit though. Yeah. He's with the second unit. He's like, he's just like staggered. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like the offense is running around him. Nobody's running a play for him. He's just out there just trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah, I can agree with that. I feel like that's most of the time. Like he gets the ball and like we question a lot of the shots that he takes. Even when he brings it up and he just puts up a shot, you're like, well, could you look for somebody? I think he's starting to get into more rhythm like that. But I don't think there's, to your point, a lot of design plays for Emmanuel quickly when we watch it, when we watch it play because that second unit, it's limited time. And a lot of guys need to get fed, right? You got Obi who needs to get fed. You got your centers that need to get fed. Derek Rose needs to get fed. It's not like your starters, like when you watch RJ, Brunson, Randall, and they're getting to put up 15 plus shots every single night. It's, it's much different, you know, quickly did when quickly's hot, he'll get that, but it's not, it's not often that you start seeing those type of things from Emmanuel quickly. And I, I just, to me, when I hear we're trading a guy like that off the bench when, Derek Rose is not the future. And I know people are talking about not wanting to be capped. Derek, but Derek Rose has done this season being on the books. You know what I mean? Like you could cut bait with Evan Fournier and just go get two second round picks and go figure what out and have somebody on the bench that you don't want to use too. You know what I mean? Like can you talk, can figure all that stuff out. Yeah. But can I talk about 
uh, Evan Fournier situation for a second. So with D Rose, we've been very accommodating and we're definitely known as a player's team, right? From the front office to the coach when it comes to a veteran like D Rose, we definitely treated him great from the very beginning up until now. You know what I mean? Getting minutes when he's here, when he's not, we still treat him like he deserves a spot in the rotation, comes in, gets his minutes. You know what I mean? Did you hear about this Evan Fournier French interview where he was talking about he doesn't want to get traded because his wife is pregnant and if he gets traded, he's not going to be able to see the baby and like going through a lot of that kind of stuff. Do you think that's part of, you know, the reason why we're not going to trade him or why we're kind of like moving it forward? I, I honestly wonder if there is some sort of situation going on where it's off the court because of the Knicks propensity to kind of coddle to their players, which is good. It's a good thing. And it's a new culture. Uh, but I, I think D Rose is going to get moved for him. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's going to be, uh, because he wants more minutes in rotation. He's not going to get it here. So we'll move him to a situation that's positive for him. Mm. Uh, maybe like an LA type, one of the LA teams or someone who needs a point guard. On the other hand, I think we're going to keep Fournier just because it helps him. But I don't know. Like at some point, it might have to make a business decision, you know, by the deadline. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But dude, the IQ thing really annoys me. I know we spent some uh, some time on it here, but I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't want him starting. It just doesn't make. Maybe I don't want him starting, bro. You know, maybe I'm not that guy that's like screaming start IQ. We're we're fired tips because he's not starting IQ. But also, I, I like him on the team. Like I, I think he's six man of the year capable every single season. So I I really don't want to trade him. If we trade him, dude, I feel like we're the next. Time we're talking draft, regardless of what year, we're going to be like, oh, let's try to find that manual quickly kind of guy in the, in the draft. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what we're going to be looking for. It's so annoying. Uh, you know, like, here's the thing with a lot of these young guys. And I talked about this for a preview I did on KFTV where it comes to like having young players. It was with Sam, uh, part of, uh, the light years pod to warriors podcast also, uh, and, when we, I had him on, I talked to him. He was talking about the issue that Knicks fans kind of have grievances about where a lot of the young players on the wars, like Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and, um, James Wiseman, these guys aren't getting enough playing time and they're stuck to a role, right? But when these guys come into the league, they need to figure out who they are as a player and what type of impact they can make. And teams like OKC, give you that type of leeway. Teams like the Sacramento Kings give you that type of leeway. Unlike the Knicks, the Warriors have had success. They're the reigning champs, right? And you have Steph, Dre, Clay, all those guys there. So for them, it's like, I, I can, I can get that. I can get that. I can get why those, those guys would be frustrated. But also the reality is that you're with some Hall of Famers right there and they're a championship winning team. You, they're ready to continue to win with those guys as far as possible until they can try to, usher you in to be the next guy. Unlike the Knicks, we're not, I think when we look at this team, we're no, we're not going to the Eastern Conference, right? We could say playoffs. We could say a playoff team, six, all we want. But I think when we really get down to the core of it, we're not seeing Eastern Conference finals. Uh, Would you agree with me on that? Of course, unless all of a sudden RJ becomes the actual player we paid him to be. If RJ becomes RJ Barrett and Grimes actually is healthy and Mitch is healthy, honestly, we can compete. I'm being, I'm being honest. We can compete. No, we can compete for the, like, we can compete in the playoffs. Like, 
we could win the series. We could maybe win a second one. We're, I don't, th- I don't think we could win a third one to get to, the, you know, to the Eastern Conference, like you're saying. But I think we could be a little bit more competitive than just making the playoffs if RJ plays well and the shooting guard and the center actually get healthy. I think that's all it takes. You're talking, you're talking about like a lot of guys like really get into that. We haven't really seen, I know RJ was sick. He didn't really play well. Let's see if he can turn it around. Like he had a really good game against OKC. Let's see if he can continue to string some along some good games and be that impactful player that we hope he can be. And maybe, right? But I, but when I look at the Knicks, I'm still saying, Hey, we're, we're still in, let's figure out mode. Let's figure out what we got on this bench and just say, Hey, can quickly do more than what we're asking him to do. You know, can we, can Obi do a little bit more than what we're asking him to do? And I feel like every year tip is like, okay, can you just do this one thing and do this one thing and do this one thing? But when you watch a guy, I'm not saying like you have to do this every single time, but when you give players like, all right, we're trying to go win and figure something out, you can start to see, oh, that guy's got a little bit of athleticism, some more playmaking. Like when I watch Grimes, I'm like, there's some playmaking there. You know, there, there's some playmaking. We know he's a strong rebounder. We know bare minimum three and D, but when I watch him, I'm like, you know, I could see him being able to do a lot more than just be a three and D player when he gets minutes. And you know, same thing with Cam. Like when you start seeing guys like that, you can start to see these ceilings, right? And with quickly, I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't think we've given him a chance to really get a ceiling because even parts of last season, he was clocked at 15 minutes for until the all star break because he was stinking up the joint. Yep. Right. So that's just my thoughts on like the whole quickly trade. I don't know what we have. If we're going to lose Derek Rose next season, you still have money to sign quickly. You still can keep quickly on here and extend in the following season after that. I get the fear of being a a capped out team, but I think you got to be creative if you're, if you're the Knicks and start looking for other maneuvers to upgrade or, or get other talent in here because I think quickly just, we haven't really found what quickly is, but moving this thing along, man. Yeah. Keep quickly. Keep yeah. quickly in New York. Yeah, keep quickly. Let's see what we got. Uh and some of these other young guys as well. That's just my sentiment. But yo, we got a we got a game coming up, man. We got another slate of games coming up. We got the Portland Trailblazers, as you talked about. That should be a good one. We also got the Memphis Grizzlies after uh, uh, you talk about uh, demons. This one you talk about listen, demons. Listen, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like I, I have personal demons with, with, with Memphis coming into New York. They kill us every, it's one of my favorite games to go to almost every, every, and they kill us every year. JJJ is still not here. They bully us, honestly. This is a game we gotta win, man. This is, this is the redemption tour time for the Knicks. If, if, if we want to stay 500, we gotta win the next three games, man, because we have Milwaukee, Dallas, Cleveland coming after that. So if can we want to, if we want, I'm just looking at that schedule and we're going up to Detroit because, well, we can do, we can go up to Milwaukee because that's a back to back, but I'm looking at the schedule for next week. How gross do you have to be <laughs> in the NBA to give us two back to backs in the same week? That's nasty. Not only dude. that, not only that, dude, it's Saturday, Sunday. Dallas, Cleveland at home in the garden. Two matches. And like before that, like you give us like a, you're, you're teeing it up with Detroit, but then you give us Milwaukee afterwards. Then you go Milwaukee, Dallas, Cleveland. What? I mean, what a homestand. What a homestand. Milwaukee, Dallas, Cleveland, Atlanta is some kind of homestand. But again, one game at a time. I'm looking ahead. I hope the Knicks aren't looking ahead. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm looking at that. I, I'm making it very clear. We have to be Portland with no Dame. We gotta, we gotta exercise some demons in Memphis, and we just can't lose this one standalone road game in Detroit. I don't know why we're going to random Detroit on a Tuesday. We're home, Portland, Memphis, and then go to randomly Detroit on a Tuesday. Come back, and then we're home, Milwaukee, Dallas, Cleveland, Atlanta. So I don't understand it. The schedule is weird. We have to win the next three games, man. We have to go three and zero. We will go three and zero. I know it sounds crazy. We had a week Ooh. off. We're gonna go three and zero here. We're not losing to Memphis. Memphis is gonna be the, the the breaker here because I think Portland and Detroit definitely two two wins. Memphis is gonna be the hard one, obviously. I got that's that's me like with some hopium, right? And want some optimism. That's that's the Memphis game. Realistically, I think we're gonna go two and one. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm going two and one. I think we beat Portland. I think we beat Detroit. Um, Memphis. Yeah. That's look, man. They got John Morant. They're, I know. They're, 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 no, but Listen, I, say, I walked you off the cliff missing, with the OKC missing, game. He was missing time. John was missing time, but he's back. He came back earlier this week. That's what I'm saying. They got him back. So if he was out, I'm like, oh, this is, a, this is a really good matchup. But with John Morant back, you're talking about, I don't know, man. He's just so, he's so good. I know we got, we got some demons to exercise. Hopefully they do beat Memphis just because it'd be nice. And also because the next slate of games, I think we'll beat Dallas, but, uh, Milwaukee and Cleveland, I'm, yikes. Yeah, we'll be back for, we'll, we'll, we'll be back for that. But for now, I'm going three and oh, we're going to exercise some demons. RJ's going to get it together. He's going to go home, have a nice Thanksgiving. He's going to play well. He's going to take some Musinex. Okay, I'm so sick of this cold. He's, he's been sick for uh, a week and a half now. He's going to be fine. He's going to come back and kill it in the garden. I'm ready for 3-0 Knicks. I'm ready for overreaction Knicks. IQ's going to go crazy with these trade rumors. Uh, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Um... And listen, I walked you off the cliff last week. We were both. We ended up both being right uh, with, with, with the last slate of games, and the kicker was we disagreed on OKC. And I moved you. I moved you from a loss to a win there. He and did. you and you were worried about exercising demons. Uh, that, that that was the kicker. So I'm just saying, we just got to exercise some Memphis demons here. Hey man, I like <laughs> it when the Knicks win. All right. I know. I know. I like it when the Knicks win. As much as I would like to see other things happen, I like it when the Knicks win. But I hope you're right with uh with exercising some demons against Memphis because we need to. All right, especially on our own home court. We gotta. We, we, the last time we played at home, we got. Molly whopped, as you would say, by the OKC Thunder. We gotta, we gotta have a good homestand, man. This is disgust. We can't have that again. That's disgusting. I can't see another. That's why I'm so nervous. I can't, I can't see another 130 points. Honestly, I, I see, I see 130 points in the matinees uh, with Dallas, a 12:30 on a Saturday, and uh, six o'clock Cleveland. Both of them, both of those are gonna net us 130 points <laughs> from the other team. I'm so very nervous. The same thing for Memphis because that's a six o'clock game. Memphis is is. I I still think it's going to be exercising some demons for some reason. I still think like that. That's like a big. That's the like a big deal very interesting, man. Last week on the on the road trip, they won a back to back series. That's true. And and they lost to Phoenix. Another back to back. How many back to backs are we getting, bro? I'm just thinking about this. What what uh, the last two weeks we have early. four back to we have four back to backs. Get rid of them early. We're about to go three and zero right now. We're good to go. We'll I'm just saying, but oh, the Knicks won the second game of a back-to-back, which usually never happens. But hey, this is the Thanks. New York Knicks. This is the New York Knicks. 
Um, all right, man. You got three and oh, I got two and one. We, uh, we touched on quickly. Try to keep, keep quickly here. All right. Keep quickly. We, 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 yes. we, we don't need to. We don't need keep IQ, bro. For what, for a pick? Come on. If you told me we're getting like a good player and a pick, but if you're just going to trade a player to just get a pick, like that's, that's nonsense. <laughs> no, thank you. Honestly, no. There's not, there's nobody I'm eyeing right now for IQ. Keep IQ. Facts. All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in uh, for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Shits, etc. podcast. You all know what to do. If you listen to this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitch, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave us a review or comment. We're also partnering with Fanside and Minute Media, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks and the Jet Press. We also got that YouTube page. Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know that way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. What do you think about trading man quickly? Do you want it to happen? Do you not want it to happen? Do you see something that we're not seeing? Do you see a player and a pick or even more multiple picks that we're not seeing? Let us know in the comments section below. Alex, I want to tell you right now, I'm so proud of us that we didn't talk about Julius Randle or Obi Toppin for one second on this whole podcast. That's what I'm bringing it up. You're lucky it's Thanksgiving. It's <laughs> uh, on top of that, we also got another podcast on this YouTube channel, also partnered with Minute Media. Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every single sport possible. NCAA, college football. We got NFL going on right now. World Cup. You need to put money down the line. These First half ties, bro. First half ties until we die, bro. First half ties. I need that on my forehead, bro. First half ties. I just hit a 19 parlay. First half ties. First half ties. Let's go. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another next episode of the Next Jets, etc. podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll catch you next week. We out. Next tape. Let's go next.